Sybil Shepherd sank a shack of 60 sausages. What up, everybody? It's your man, the Spaz from Alcatraz. The dastardly individual whose income is residual. Adam Pecora here. And welcome. Welcome back. Welcome for the first time, whatever the case may be, to Requiem for a Tuesday. Happy to have you. Uh, please uh, rate, review, subscribe on your platforms, whichever they may be. Uh, check out some merch, rfat.bigcartel.com. Music as Wolfax Multiplex. Everything is uh, linked in the description below, so check that shit out, bruh. Actually, relevant to right now, uh, I got an EP called Wall Street. You know, that's fun. Just plug that in right there. Go check it out. That one's actually only on Bandcamp, so you'd have to go to wolfx.bandcamp.com. You know, that's somewhere in the links as well. Probably easier to just type that one in, to be honest. Uh, couldn't uh, couldn't post that one in uh, in the mainstream world. Got some uh, movie samples. You can guess which movies. Literally both Wall Streets and The Wolf of Wall Street. I didn't uh, didn't go subtle for that one. Really went on the nose. But it's fun. And who doesn't love that? Little 80s jams and such. Now, of course, that's relevant. Because GameStop, formerly Funko Land... For my OG heads out there. Um, you know, I liked EB games better. I was personally a game crazy guy. Number one overall. Uh, attached to the Hollywood video, which I also preferred. Now, I think I was just too young to enjoy Blockbuster. It was really overwhelming. Also had some run-ins over there. Rest in peace, Blockbuster. And, uh... Hollywood video, really just institutions that we're going to miss. You know, just as we're missing movie theaters right now, we need those back. I don't know how, but come on. I watched uh, the Enron documentary, kind of. I was drunk. I decided to just get drunk. That was It wasn't that fun. <laughs> I couldn't pay attention to the movie, which for some reason I rented it on YouTube you know, it's easy. You can just use Apple Pay. It's quick. But for whatever reason, the audio, I don't know, just in this documentary, because I've certainly done this before, and then I can just stream it on my Xbox real quick, real convenient. The audio was so lacking oomph that my TV, I can normally operate on like sub 10 volume comfortably okay if i want to pipe it up and have a theatrical moment you know i'll get as high as 15 maybe um now this is all just because i have a broken speaker but this is neither here nor there it's tragic but anyway shitty tv audio quality speaker keep it low doesn't need it i'm cranking it up to fucking like 55 i still can barely hear this movie okay i don't know what they did but there was, like, no getting it up. It's like, whatever happened with the audio mixing, 
It's just like we will not peak no matter what. So I don't really know what the deal was with that. My point is I know that they're responsible at least partially for the fall of Blockbuster, and that is really the harshest thing that they could have done overall because I wanted them to conquer. You know, what if they could have transitioned and just beat out Netflix, wouldn't we all be happier if we were enjoying original Blockbuster content? I mean, come on. That's the parallel universe I want to live in. So if we can ever get that technology going, take me into the universe where everything else is exactly the same. I mean, preferably not, but you know what I mean? For the sake of the argument, where everything's exactly the same, but we still have Blockbuster and, you know, maybe Netflix stayed as one of them. I don't really care. Overrated. What a long-winded way to get it going. <laughs> um, my gamer heads, though, you know, you'll you'll get what I'm talking about. Takes me back, you know, simpler times, good old Funko Land. Um, but you know, what am I gonna say that hasn't already been said? It's just uh, the class warfare at its finest. You know, you pit ever you pit all the poor people against each other. You know, you did a great job for so long. We just couldn't unite and fight you. So many battles we have going on in every individual community at every given time. But it's always, it is always class warfare, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, more proof of the same. You think you can't accomplish anything? You know, it's like fitter, happier, the Radiohead song. What, are they, what is it? Fucking concerned but powerless not i mean i'm sure they didn't invent that but that's what that's what that's where i connected it to all right keep your fucking pants on i mean you're like fuck it let's just do them big like i saw the big short i'm like oh so you can just make up ways to make money great you know let's let's do it and uh you know we just can't win and uh it's real sad there's really nothing more I can say. We need to burn it all to the ground. We need to eat them. You know, go back to my cannibalism thing. If you're going to eat anybody, wouldn't you want it to be a billionaire? Huh? Probably got stem cells and whatnot, keeping that meat nice and young and rich and fleshy, you know? Uh, I don't know. I wish GameStop would be the catalyst for a major financial revolution, but it looks like even that, they're just going to be able to be like, nah, fuck you guys. Where's Joey? Huh? He seems to be pretty quiet throughout all this. Him and his cronies on Wall Street making billions. Through every goddamn tragedy you could imagine that just keeps going up. You know? I don't know, like, let let people win. Fuck Robin Hood, fuck Ameritrade, fuck all of them. I mean, they're just mining data to make the rich even richer, which didn't even cross my mind, you know, naive little me, believing that the app was good, that they were doing something right. No. How could they? Listen, Anything that you've ever thought of has already been thought of and manipulated by somebody in marketing or something somewhere in some way. 
We don't know anything. You know? It's all it's all been predetermined. Put your fucking sunglasses on and open your eyes. I bought myself a couple of shares of Nokia. So, you know, we'll see. Fingers crossed. Let's keep it riding. If that goes up 10,000%, I might make like a couple hundred dollars because I don't have enough money to put in. But you get my point, you know. Let me let me get in on some kind of Wall Street guru gimmicky things. Because that's what I'm thinking every time I see one of those movies. When I saw The Wolf of Wall Street, I was like, how do I get involved into something like this? Weren't you? I mean, isn't this isn't it what we really want? Like, how do I sleazeball my way into millions of dollars and I just fucking rail coke and rail broads? And I don't even have to work that hard. It's like, bro, like who wouldn't be down for this lifestyle? These fucking financial bros are like, not in my house. I'm going to fucking burn your house down, buddy. It won't be worth anything. Hope something's coming. You know, I don't go on Reddit, you know, because I'm not 11. But apparently. In this case, I, I, I wish I was 11. <laughs> not a real good moment to bash when I, you know, lost out on potentially thousands of dollars. But now it's too late. So it's already too late. That's the worst thing. It's like you hear about a thing. If you weren't involved at the ground level, it's already too late. It's never going to happen again. And we all miss the moment. And it's bullshit. How am I supposed to know when the moment is if I don't hear about it until it's already too late? Every goddamn time. Where's where's this fucking information? Give me it like two days before the story breaks. I want to be a part of the fun. You know? I don't want to be mad in fucking response i want to be in it knees deep be a goddamn millionaire right now that's all right there's gonna be a gold sack of human flesh piling up over there in judark titties we're coming for you maybe not today maybe not tomorrow Maybe not that soon either. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But, you know, maybe one day I'll know what's going on. So, here's to hope. Look. Recently, I did the Annoying Guy Christmas movie list. This is why I'm here today. We're going to do a double feature. The, uh, the classics of stop-motion terror, Gremlins, and its sequel, A New Batch. Gremlins 2, A New Batch. I just, come on. If you, didn't, if, you didn't, if you didn't pick up on that, you know. The title police. Uh, which, by the way, I made a letterboxed. I'm not going to really plug that. Like, I want you to follow me on there because I still don't really know how it works or, how, or if I'm going to use it that much. But I do know that on my intro thing, I went through and reviewed like 500 movies, just star ratings, you know, I'm not going to type them out yet, get a feel for it maybe, but uh, went through 500 like it was nothing, so that was exciting, because there's definitely hundreds more that I still haven't seen, so that's promising, 
it's a good place to go where I can reference things to talk about on here. So I just thought I would bring that up in case, you know. I don't know why, because why not? It's my goddamn show. So fuck you. Anyway, I figured here's my loose connection. I mentioned it in the Christmas movie thing. I think I meant to. So if I didn't, whatever. But now I am retroactively. So it applies. And, you know, the sequel set at a scummy New York corporation. So it's like, you know, that counts as being relevant to this, I guess. Um, Surprisingly, I guess the, the amount to unpack that I expected... But in surprising places and ways that I did not anticipate. So, I mean, let's just dive right in. We'll go Gremlin. So, it's 1984. This fucking thing comes out. Steven Spielberg, who, you know, whatever. Sorry. Don't care that much. <laughs> That's a whole nother thing. But, whatever. Producer, usually a good sign, though. Right, like, especially given the time. I mean, peak of his powers, arguably. I don't know if they've ever... They've just been peaked for 50 years, probably, at this point. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, Raiders, you know, that's my shit. So, I'm not going to act like I'm a fucking... Not a fan, but we got to chill. Anyway, so he's a producer on the thing, directed by fucking Joe Dante. Was that his name, Joe? Yeah, I mean, for some reason I thought it might have been Don Dante, because <laughs> why not? But, I mean, he's he's directed some hitters, you know, both Gremlins, Small Soldiers, which, I mean, what an underrated classic, and a star-studded affair, Alan Abernathy. Never forget that name. That's an all-timer. Uh, but a really great cast in Small Soldiers. Let me, let me just uh, think about this cast in Small Soldiers off the top of my head real quick. I'll bounce back in a second. Right. Kirsten Dunst is in it, like super young. Fucking Jay Moore, David Cross, Phil Hartman, like comedy legends. Um and then Isn't Dennis Leary in it? I wanna say. I think he plays just like a giant asshole, you know, as he would. I mean, it's just stacked. And then all the voice cast is, like, unbelievably great. Great movie is the point, okay? Love it. Looney Tunes back in action? You know, <laughs> I remember it as being okay. I don't know. All right, maybe Joe Dante's not as big big time as I thought. But, hey, still some solid work in there, okay? Written by Chris Columbus of Discovering America fame. Just kidding. Oldest joke in the book, I know. Uh, I think he directed Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, and then they switched to some other guy. He might have done Chamber of Secrets as well. I don't know. Those are like the last two I watched. It's just like, who fucking cares? I don't... Here's... All right, I'm going to take a little detour here. I don't really get Harry Potter. <laughs> um, in really any way. Unless you're a small child. I don't understand adults in being into Harry Potter, I guess, is my point. It's like, why watch Lord of the Rings. Like, grow the fuck up. You know? 
I just don't see what's that impressive. It's like if you just spend enough time rambling bullshit, you can come up with anything. Like, oh, there was a boy named Jiminy. And he's from the city of Bridges. It's a series of small islands connected by rickety wooden bridges and, well, on the poor side. The rich people, of course, have luxurious, lovely bridges that have tolls that the poor people aren't allowed to pass. You know, there's attendants with little uh, arms raising the things. The poor people have to risk their lives day in and day out trying to travel around just to make ends meet, just to keep their family afloat. And Jiminy's a hustler, and one day him and his buddy... They uh they try to steal some extra potatoes. They get caught. They're on the run. His buddy slips, falls through the treacherous bridge into the ocean, not to be seen again. Hint, hint, hint. He'll be back in six books, okay? You know, it's tragic. He has to deal with it. He gets to his parents' house. He tries to tell them. His mom's a drug addict. She fucking neglects him, hits him, whatever. He's real sad about it. His dad's too busy. He doesn't have the time. It's like, dude, pay attention to me, please. He goes out into his backyard. He finds a magic cricket. Oh, I can't do Jiminy and cricket. So he doesn't doesn't find a magic cricket. But whatever. You know, he finds a magic two-by-four that talks to him. And only he can understand this two-by-four. And, you know, that's Plank from Ed and Eddie, whatever. I don't care. It can be whatever. That's the point. You know, you can just do this forever. And then the thing takes him on a journey to this faraway land, but they can only go if they go at night into the woods. There's one specific tree, but it like the hole only opens up. Boom, now it's a little bit of Nightmare Before Christmas. Things like that. And then you go into the realm, um, and you arrive at uh, the magical car wash school. And that's where you learn how to wash cars and do magic, and that way you can conceal yourself with a nice business, a la Breaking Bad, You know, because here's the thing. They expect these people to become wizards and then transfer back out into the regular world. Like what? So now I got to go fucking sit at a desk and push pencils all day for Billy Joe whatever? I don't fucking think so, buddy. Okay? So we teach these kids, you're going to do magic, but you're going to work a stable job, okay? And you're going to keep the books clean. You know, and you can call the place Glaflammy and Tumanecular and all this shit. You know what you know what I mean? It's just like it's just fucking nonsense. You just come up with stupid names and stupid things. Who cares about some fucking wizard kids? It's all dumb. All the drama happens because they're at the school. It's like just don't go. Problem solved. Now you're not almost gonna die anymore. Seems like this is the worst thing that's ever happened to you. Why are you doing this to yourself? <laughs> you know, it's just nonsense. I don't know. Don't get it. Not a big fantasy guy, period, but Jesus. What the fuck? I will say, though, the ride at Universal Studios, sick. Super sick. Nobody goes on rides at Universal Studios, which is fun. It's like nobody really goes there, it seems like. You can get in, get go on everything in a day. Really incredible place. There were lines for all the, like, magic shops and shit, but I'm not a child, so didn't even go look. I went on my ride and I had some candy. I will say, though, that the Simpsons ride was a major disappointment, to say the least. So let's get back into Gremlins here. 
A whole lot to unpack. So obviously Gizmo, one of the cutest things ever created, and then Furbies were just like, we'll just steal this. So I I don't know how they got away with that, or if they did, or whatever happened there, but, you know, let's just figure, fuck them, kinda. I don't really understand toy trends. I'm not going to be able to stay on topic for this, which is good, because I don't really have that much to say. (laughs) Get it? I always do. I guess I just wonder if toy trends are still a thing. Like, am I just out of the loop because I'm not a small child? Or did that fade? Is the toy trend just get me the Marvel thing? Because, I mean, God, they fucking ruined everything. And part of that is, which I realized from Gremlins 2, Gremlins 2, it's like, oh, movies used to just be original right away and you had to like figure out what was going on from the beginning and who the people are and what they're like it was like wow it's the first time i've seen a movie like this in like 30 years um and then in the second one it's like oh look we get to meet the people again we get to catch up on their lives remember that feeling when you'd be like wow i'm so excited that's why you used to be excited for sequels like i wonder what they're up to there's been no development But now it's just, I know exactly what they've been doing because they were in five other movies that fucking came out. And this is all based on comic books that have already happened anyway. It's just terrible. Anyway, I loved this movie. I loved both of these as a kid. Not so much now, I'll be honest. Uh, The effects really don't hold up. And I'll just go in order. I'll get there. Uh, So, I mean, the weird thing about the first one that I don't remember at all is the whole thing where the kid, the main kid's dad is like this wacko adventure guy who just tries to come up with, like, these nonsense Rube Goldberg. Well, I guess they're not like those contraptions, but it's like Doc Brown-esque, just like crazy shit. And... I don't know, they just made it like a weird, quirky part of the movie for no reason. Um, So that was fun. And his mom was Lorraine's mother in Back to the Future, so that was a thrill. I was like, wow, this lady is just made for motherhood. You know, she's got those birth and hips and that snappy attitude. (laughs) Um, The thing is, the guy's just... He's a struggling inventor. He's trying to buy his kid something for Christmas. Now, his kid is the main character. He's like a fully grown man who works at a bank. So I don't know why he needed to get him a gift that bad, but it was like on Christmas. A lot of it didn't really add up. He was just like, I'll give you $200 for this animal, this weird wild animal that I'm telling you is a demon and I don't want to sell to you. And he's like, I'll give you $200 even though I'm poor. So I don't know. None of that lines up. Kind of bothered me. And But whatever. So then th- this kid is like, we need the money so badly. I'll just fucking do that shit on the side. I'll slide that shit to the side. You know what I mean? So whatever. They bring him home. He's the cutest thing on earth. Obviously. 
And then they blatantly disregard all the important rules right away. They get him wet and he multiplies. They're fucked. They shine lights on him. And they feed him after midnight. Well, they let it happen. Whatever. However it goes down. The the spawns, not Gizmo himself, of course. Um, and they also take Gizmo over to the science teacher, it seems like at the high school, is what I gathered, who studies the multiple and then for some reason is still studying at the high school. Now, it may be the college, but either way, he's still there working on it until like midnight exactly. And then he chooses to leave a sandwich on the table. Pretty blatantly and pretty clearly, this this was my biggest gripe with the whole movie. It's like they could have just showed him leave a sandwich there and he gets like called out of the room and then he never returns. And that's more believable. Uh, you know, not that this movie is really going for realism at all, but it's just like... This behavior is so forced for the writing of the movie that it's like, okay, even in this, this guy wouldn't behave like that. He's supposed to be a scientist. But yeah, I don't know why he's there that late at night. And then he gets murdered. (laughs) This movie just, it's so weird. Like, they're trying to do, like, the whole, like, look at how wacky and quirky this family is. But it's really just the dad's inventions, not even the dad himself or any of the people. And then, you know, obviously once the gremlins hatch from their cocoons, it turns into a horror movie, like straight up. There's a bunch of murder, because in the 80s, you know, we talked about this, there was just cocaine and murder. <laughs> Everything was so gnarly. Um, There's a young Corey Feldman, for all my angelic to the core fans out there, you can catch a glimpse. Uh, I, I don't know. He doesn't do anything. Kids aren't good at acting. It's a pretty firm stance I have. Uh, and it remains to be true for this movie. Um, and then his girlfriend is like, oh, well, it's not his girlfriend yet. But he's like, he's trying to get with this chick. And she is standoffish about Christmas. And he's like, what's your fucking problem? It's fucking Christmas. And she's like, fuck you, buddy. I fucking hate Christmas. Don't fucking worry about it. It's like, whoa. She's got some problems. And then her story is like, oh, yeah, my, by the way, my bad for that reaction. <laughs> One Christmas, <laughs> we were like, where's dad? I thought he'd be home by now. And it's like, oh, dad was drunk driving or a victim of. And then it's like, no, what's that smell? Oh, there's a corpse rotting in the chimney. Dad tried to come down the chimney and got stuck and died? What? Your dad's a fucking lunatic. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't really. There's a lot to unpack there. I just sit with that for a second. She's like, yeah, my bad. Like, how would everybody not know that story? How do you keep that a secret? Oh, yeah, my dad was going to do a Santa bit, and he died in the chimney. Jesus Christ. You basically have to leave the fucking country. You got to go, you got to convert to Judaism or something. At least. Oh, and I forgot to fucking mention, there's this old lady who just is out to get the main character. 
And she just comes to his bank and she's like, I'm going to fucking murder your dog. (laughs) And he's like, what? And she's like, if you fucking keep existing, I'm going to murder your fucking dog. So you better be careful. And then she pretty much just leaves. And the whole purpose is just like, oh, we need a mean old lady so we can kill her later. And they kill her later on her uh, stair lifter. You know, those old broads with their electric stair chairs, the rich ones, those hoity-toity old ladies, you know, struggle like everybody else. Anyway, they hotwire that bitch. She goes flying. It's awesome. Get her comeuppance. She just comes at the dude hard as fuck at the bank. Why are you treating people like this at the bank? Unbelievable. Um, And then from there, after the descent into pure madness and just murder, then it just becomes a goofy, wacky romp where all the gremlins just kind of hang out and party. They go to the bar and they just get fucked up. I think they kill a couple people there too, but they're just like having fun at this point. And uh, I don't know. It culminates in them all ending up at the movies and them burning the fucking movie theater down. And I'm like, oh my God. Did Quentin Tarantino get... The Hitler murder from Inglorious Bastards. Did he concept that plot from the movie Gremlins? Because I certainly think he might have. And I think we might all missed it. I think it was right there in front of us. And we never made the connection. So that was a bit of a shocker. You know? But anyway, they burned down the fucking movie theater. Kill all the Gremlins. Happily ever after. Or so they thought. The PTSD lives on. So we go to Gremlins 2. A new batch. Um, now, they intentionally went purely comedic. Like, basically the tone of the last 30 minutes of Gremlins. Which, let me just say, finally. You know, if we watch the first one. You could probably skip the second, to be honest. And I'm going to get to why. But, you know, the first one was good. Not as good as I remember. Not enough gizmo, just being cute. I remember there being a lot more gizmo. The technology just wasn't there, I guess. Um, You know, the marketing firestorm, I'm sure, went really well. And that's another thing that's just weird about the movie, though. It was just like there was like dolls and stuff everywhere. But it's just like wasn't really it's not really like that good. Or, like, it's just not what you expect at all. It's just a really bizarre movie where it's, like, nothing in it. It's all very surreal the whole time. And I think that that's all unintentional. It's just a B movie made by Hollywood. Like, you know, it's just like if Steven Spielberg produced an Ed Wood film, this is, like, you know, how good it could have gone, I guess. Um, But there's something that's just very hard to, like, quantify about it. It's like, it's kind of this, but then it's kind of this. But it's kind of not really anything. It's just gremlins. Like, (laughs) I don't fucking know. Uh, But the second one, you know, our boy's in the big city. Still with his girl. Who... Is totally cool with it all just happening again after, like, no convincing. So he finds Gizmo 
in some animal testing lab that's in the same skyscraper that he works in. And uh, the hijinks are off. You know, he has one interaction with the head of the company and his boss is just like, oh, so you're connected to that guy now? Let's fuck. I want to fucking pound right now. She's just smoking cigarettes and trying to fuck. And it's pretty sick. Not going to lie. So she tries to pound so he can't take Gizmo back. So she's like, all right, I'll do it. Of course, water spills on Gizmo and it all descends into chaos. Look, the plot of the movie doesn't really matter because then from then on, it's just all a romp. The whole thing that they wanted to do was let's just make this a goofy screwball thing. Basically, what this movie is, is, uh, well, so I was going to say it's Caddyshack 2, which, you know, thankfully I haven't seen. So it's not, I'm not trying to say it's on that level of bad, but it's just. Okay, we're going to take the poorly animated animal bit and we're going to run with that so much harder, which again, it's gremlins. So I get that like they're the stars of the movie. Uh, but they're like really really the stars of this movie. And it's it's not good. They're not very funny. And I don't know. It's just a loose screwball thing. They do like little movie parodies where the gremlins just like dress up and do shit. And now I get why I liked this one better as a kid. It's just a bunch of wacky things happening over and over again. But, I mean, I like the plot that it's basically fucking die hard with gremlins. That's pretty sick. They're, like, all locked in this skyscraper trying to not let them out and run New York City rampant. Um, but there's a, there's a key moment that I think is excellent. Uh, at some point through, maybe halfway through... The uh, reel starts to, like, fuck up. And it's like, oh, what's happening? Is my shit glitching? Which, this must have been incredible in a theater because it looked pretty good. I actually thought that I had, like, a connection problem. Uh, and the film then, like, cuts off and then, like, the gremlins have fun with the project- projector. And it's like, oh, the gremlins are in your theater. Clever little bit to throw in the movie. I liked it. And then it cuts to, like, oh, we're going to, like, show a movie theater. And then it, they have Hulk Hogan in the crowd, and he beats up the gremlins, and the movie resumes. Insane bit. Way too much commitment to it, but I respect it a lot. It's a great fourth wall break. Um, Not a big Hulk Hogan fan, but that's fine. At the time, great get. Uh, I'm very impressed. Well, I guess he was a little past the hot stages for the second one. But still, nice fourth wall bit. And also, you know, they did kind of do the missing real thing in Grindhouse. So I'm really sensing a pattern here. I think Tarantino is lifting a lot of stuff here from the Gremlins franchise. So maybe he owes Joe Dante and Chris Columbus a little recognition. I don't know. Just a little fishy, you know. That's two for two already. If they ever make a third one, you know, and then Tarantino's like, oh, I'm working on a new script. It's like, yeah, I fucking bet you are. Maybe that's why. He's like, ten movies and I'm done. He's been waiting for a new Gremlins this whole time. Um, Look, I don't want to be the party pooper. It's fun. 
It tries to be fun. It can just be a little annoying. It's like, oh, here's this little thing. Just being rowdy. I don't know. You know, I understand that it's not supposed to be like peak cinema. I'm just saying, like, even for what it is, it doesn't it doesn't hit. Alright? And like weirdly, someone from their town just happens to be coming to visit them, but it's like not either of their families. It's the guy who was a drunk in the first one. So I don't really know what that decision was about. I guess it was just part of the like spoof on sequels, maybe. Maybe they just couldn't get the parents. I don't know what happened with those actors. I don't really know. They didn't need to be in it at all. And I don't know. But the the head of the company, Clamp Corporation, the logo is literally a wrench squishing the globe and it's a, they did a good bit on look at how terrible billionaires and their companies are. Pretty ahead of their time. That's about it, though. He also ended up being, like, the savior and kind of a pretty neat guy. So, I guess that uh, I kind of just poked some holes in what I just said. But, see, that's what I'm doing here. You know, you always learn. You always grow. You always got to strive for more. I pride myself on my ability to self-educate. Because who needs any formal training to do anything, really? Um, yeah, and then there's also a subplot with the their network's Sven Gulli equivalent, who I met once with no makeup. I didn't meet him, I just saw him. I don't really give a shit about Sven Gulli, sorry. Uh, but yeah, he is just, uh, he just has his own plot where he's like broadcasting live, which... You could see if it was done right how that plot line would work, but it just didn't incorporate well and it was just totally unnecessary. Um, my guess is just like they didn't have a way to fill out the r- any kind of runtime. Uh, I mean, it's like an hour 40. It's definitely too long as it is. So I think that they could have cut that entire plot, but the first one was two hours and I just feel like they were trying to be like, how do we also do this again? Which is a problem. Because the first one was also technically too long. But it's weird because how are we going to throw you in? How are we going to explain stuff? You know, it's like if a movie's shorter, it's worse. I don't know. It's like the time cop dilemma. For those of you who don't know, I love time cop. Did an episode on it. Please check that out. But the overall gist that I had was just because they streamlined everything and cut stuff down to like a super minimal amount that yeah there's technically not really any character development but it's like is this the movie for that would you have wanted it here like do you need more scenes of like emotional stuff it's like it just shouldn't be in there you know they added all these like side wacky things which i think is part of just being a spoof on sequels You know, because it's just like too much nonsense for no reason. It just builds and adds to the chaos of the point of the whole thing. Which, again, if you execute it, I think it's great. Um, I just think that this movie, I don't know, shouldn't have happened, I think. (laughs) Uh, It's just super unnecessary. It doesn't really add anything to, like, gremlins, that's for sure. 
But like I said, I don't know. It's fun. Ish. If you like rubber things screaming, then this is the movie for you. But also, shout out to, you know, everybody's favorite little Jew boy, Howie Mandel. He's the voice of Gizmo, which I did not know. So props to him for having another trick up his clean sleeves. But, you know, now having said all that, I would absolutely love for there to be a third one. I think now more than ever, we need ourselves some little gremlins. Now, at this point, it would have to be a reboot. Uh, I think no CGI, or if you're gonna, like, very careful and tasteful. I just think we don't need any, like, super speed ones or whatever. Like, it would have to be, like, Ted. Like, if you're gonna CGI something, like, just the guy. It can't be, like, we're gonna have, like, explosions and all this crazy shit. You know, it's gotta be grounded in something that resembles the original. I mean, to be honest, I think it would work best as a show... Especially if you did more just, okay, here's Gizmo at home. Here are the problems with Gizmo. Let's get to know Gizmo. Let's get to know this family. You can model it after the original one, like have the crazy inventor dad in the quirky town with all that shit. Uh, I think that that would play pretty well. And, you know, if you want to world build in season two, you can go into the background of, like, the Chinese people in the shop. But then that's kind of just going on the formula of every show that does this now. And then you're just, like, trying to be Cobra Kai. And it's like, you can't really be Cobra Kai. It's kind of a unique thing. But, like, also not really. It just happened to hit right. So who knows? But I, I could definitely see it working better as a series, especially, like, if they terrorize the town, like, slower, like, before they get to the pool, maybe that takes longer. It really could allow, like, the final confrontation to be, like, an entire episode. You know, just all the generic things you could think of into how, like, plotted generic streaming shows get. I think it could really work, though. Because, I mean, if we're going to keep using IP to do stuff, let's not make it more movies. Can we make movies original again? Where are my mug people at? Or I don't know, you know, make a fucking third one, whatever. I see it more suited as a show. I think you can pace it better. And, you know, I don't know. I think it would be better leaning more into the black comedy horror thing than the pure just like this is a gimmicky thing. Because it's weird that it had the whole marketing campaign. I get it that Gizmo is the cutest fucking thing on earth. So it's like why wouldn't you sell a billion of those? But like that doesn't correlate with what the movie is. And I guess you got to make a different movie to sell more stuff. But... The original Gremlins was rated PG, part of the reason that the PG-13 thing even exists. And then the second one is PG-13. So it's like, I don't know. They're just like, we just want to be silly. Okay, I guess that's fine. But I think that that was the mistake. I think the proper tone of it should have, there should be some threat to these things. Otherwise, it's like, this is just dumb. You know? But I don't know. They prefaced the movie with a fucking Looney Tunes cartoon for a reason, I guess. Just imagine, though, 
if there if there's actual suspense while people are fucking trapped and locked in this high rise building, which they don't really do a good job of articulating anything at all at any times. And again, I get it. The whole thing is like this is silly and dumb, but I've been adamant about this before. Like, if your thing is actually just silly and dumb and not in a clever, entertaining way, then your movie's just dumb. You know? <laughs> like, you succeeded on that part, but not the part where that's a good thing. But in the right hands, you know, it could be done. Get those Harold and Kumar boys on it. They can reboot anything, apparently. Or, you know, let's give it to fucking... Ryan Coogler. We can do black gremlins. Imagine fucking Michael B. Jordan cuddling up with a little gizmo. Little gizzy. Sorry. I didn't mean it like that. (laughs) Uh, But I don't know. You know, there's got to be a future for it. It's just like, it was such a moment in time. Twice. It's just a weird thing to abandon, especially in the age of, you know, no stone unturned. We will remake and retool and reuse anything we can fucking find. I mean, they're probably, I think they're rebooting Howard the Duck. Or it's at least been in talks for a long time, ever since his Guardians cameos. Which is like, is that one you should really give a chance to? Probably, yeah. He's pretty sick. He's funny. He breaks the fourth wall and shit. But it's like, are we going to do it right? Or are you just going to do a CGI one and have Ryan Reynolds do the voice and then it's the same fucking movie as all these other things that have already been done? Like, come on. You know? It's got to... It's just got to end somewhere. We got to put things in the right hands, ladies and gentlemen. You know? At what point are the people going to take over Hollywood, too? We're trying to take over Wall Street... Maybe we got to get some movies into fucking production independently as well. I say, I'm going to put a calling out there to all my GameStop winners. If you became a millionaire off GameStop, let's make our own Gremlins 3. (laughs) We can piss all of your fucking fortune away in fucking 10 seconds when nobody allows us to show anyone that. Or we will be buried in lawsuits. Now, is that the risk that you're willing to take for your country? I fucking hope so. You better be a patriot. Okay? And, you know, if a couple million of the dollars get mixed up in the transfer and I end up with it, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. I got a good uh, financial guy. It probably won't happen. We'll keep everything straight. I don't know. I guess I just see a world where on my blockbuster streaming service, I would watch a show called gremlins and it's just stranger things but instead of a new thing the problem is just that there's gremlins you know the girl could have powers too that could still be part of it just keep adding to the lore because they did do the animal testing so it's like oh well in this town they're doing animal testing on another level boom see Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I just uncovered the reality of another dimension. It's Blockbuster and Gremlins, not Netflix and Stranger Things. That's the world I want to live in. I hope I, I, I really honestly hope that one day I can make it out to Oregon. 
I know. I can't believe I said it, too. Uh, because I want to go to the last blockbuster that remains. And I hope that it doesn't close. I hope it can make it forever. Um, or at least until I can go there. <laughs> as soon as I take a pick, you can close her down. It's over now. No, but, uh, I mean... It would just, I think that it would bring me a lot of joy just to be in there. I hope that it looks exactly the same. I'd buy some candy. You know, maybe some snow caps. Snow caps are underrated. Okay, if you don't like snow caps, try them again. I think you'll like them. To me, that's the one candy, like the one candy that is like just a movie candy. I don't even know if you can get snow caps anywhere. I think you can get them at Dollar Tree because they literally sell movie candy there, like in the same packagings, the boxes and such. Because, like, they fucking know that this is the store all the poor people are going to go to before they go to the movies. Brilliant. I absolutely respect it. Uh, but I don't think that I associate any other candy with that. Oh, except those, like, Butterfinger cluster things. Oh, and cookie dough bites. Okay, so I guess that there's a bunch. Wow, I'm really poking holes in a lot of my own things as I'm doing this. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, all I do is learn and grow and evolve. Uh, I'm a spectacular example for all of you to follow. <laughs> Jesus. Exponential growth only. Check your ego, bro. I miss the movies. What can I say? Uh, speaking of which, it, uh, it just continues to get harder and harder to wait for all of last year's releases to come to streaming because I don't want to pay 30, 40, 25 dollars, whatever the fuck to watch the movie at my house. That doesn't make any sense. I mean, like it, the model does. I understand the reasoning. It's for a household, but like not for me. There needs to be some system where you can prove that you're a sad, lonely, pathetic fuck and you're going to watch the movie by yourself and you don't even have the option of watching it with someone else and then you can watch it for nine ninety nine. Because then maybe I'd be on board. Maybe I would have watched The King of Staten Island right when it came out, which, by the way, had I paid full price, would have been incredibly disappointed. But it's great. Honestly, one of Apatow's better efforts as a director, not a great director. Let's be honest. Him and his mush. We get it with the mush. You're not that good at it. Your movies are too long. This one does an okay job. Pretty uneven. You know, I think I talked about it. But even if I didn't, whatever. Now I just did. And I still haven't seen Bill and Ted 3. I would like to. I'm sure it's not that great. But maybe it is. I don't know. The price on that one has gone down pretty significantly. I want to pay nothing for that one. Because I watched the first two for free. On YouTube. They put them up on YouTube for free. Which the Terminator is right now. Just the original, sadly. But, you know, just thought I'd plug that in there if you're missing out. Um, but it's it's tough. It's tough waiting all these out. Being a cheap bastard. It's difficult. Um, that new Denzel movie just dropped. I have not watched it yet. The Little Things with Jared Leto just being the same guy. That he played in Blade Runner, uh, the same guy that he played in whatever. He's like the Joker again. 
you know, all those dumb, cre- look, I'm Jared Leto, I'm so fucking creepy and weird, look at how weird I am. It's like, dude, fuck off. We get it. You have a type of character you like to play. Everybody just thinks you're a fucking pretentious asshole. Nobody thinks that you're like a creepy guy. Like, yeah, we get it, Tom Hardy. It's hard to be that good looking. It must be fucking terrible, Brad Pitt. Although, you know, Brad Pitt doesn't do it in as annoying of a way. He's just such a likable guy. (laughs) What can I say? I could watch Ocean's Trilogy. I was just going to say Eleven, and then I was like, ah, I could watch all of them every day, probably. Now, that would be something to turn into a television series. If they could have locked all those guys down during a pandemic and, like, just shot at in Vegas where it was fucking empty and abandoned and they could have made, like, fucking the equivalent to, like, five of those movies. That's what we all really want. We just want more cool boys hanging out, being sick. But fuck Ocean's 8. We don't talk about that. I still haven't watched it. I refuse to watch it. Fuck Sandra Bullock. She's awful. Just what an annoying presence at, like, all times. And, again, I'm upset that they didn't set it up for there to be a 9 and a 10, and at the end of 10, it leads into 11. Big mistake. Big mistake. You know, even if just... Ocean's 10 is the th- is like a flashback movie or like half of the narrative is a flashback movie and then that's how it leads into it and the rest of it is all good whatever find a way to do it I don't know you know but to just say that the guy's dead it's like stop with these definitive things I hate it like to just casually pass a thing off like that is insane like I remember in Final Destination I forget which one I think the shitty second one, their reasoning for Devin Sawa not being in the movie is like, oh, he died, and they just reveal it through like a newspaper article, and it's like a really lame way, and it's like, well, this goes against everything about this movie. It's supposed to be like a crazy creative kill that we're going to show on screen, and it's like, no, we're so lazy at making this fucking shitty sequel that we're just going to not even acknowledge this, and it's just like... Why say the guy's dead? You're already in a second one. You probably think you're going to make a third one. Like, what if things work out and you want him in it or he wants to be in it or whatever caused him to not be in this one can be undone. You've already fucked it all up. You know? And at least be creative or clever with it. I don't know. Can we just get a little fucking effort here? Drives me insane. Like, I understand that everything can't be Terminator 2, which is, like, I don't know if any sequel could ever possibly be that good again, where, I mean, it's a sequel, but it's everyone's benchmark for the franchise, which is insane. It's better in every single way than the original, like, by so much further, and is one of the best movies of its genre, period. Well, I, you know, what whatever genre you want to claim it to be, that movie could easily also be a horror movie. I was thinking action. Because so much shit happens in that movie. It's fucking incredible. But the point is, 
I understand that that's not going to happen. I understand that most sequels are going to be worse than the original, just like by default. But could you just like put some effort into it? Just like go look back at the original, watch it, study it, learn it. I don't know. I think we should get more NFL coaches or just sports figures involved in the process just so they can understand what it's like to like be ready for something to do it well like can we go back and watch the film please study your opponent uh speaking of which i'll just do a quick little sports corner tiny one here to close this out not a whole lot to talk about last week uh, I did not talk about the McGregor fight. Look, I watched it. It was exhilarating for the amount of time that it lasted. I want to see that guy in the ring. I get he doesn't have a lot to fight for. He's fucking rich. He's got a family. He's clearly got his priorities there. Uh, hopefully the next one he comes out better. Look, Purdy is fucking good, and he beat him. I don't know what to say. Didn't think it was going to happen. Uh, the leg kicks get people. It's just how it is. I thought he was going to counter him. You know, he kept trying to catch his leg, kept kind of working. He couldn't capitalize, and, you know, you fucking lose. I wish it was longer, though. I thought it was exhilarating for what it lasted. Maybe I was just hyped up for it, but uh, it's good for what I'm trying to see to be amped. Like, and the energy level that just existed the second it started. Like, you could feel that it was, like, a big deal. And, like, that is a quality that you literally cannot replace. And it's like, wouldn't you rather have a guy in there, I kind of realized that, has a chance to lose because like i don't know i watched khabib's last fight and there was no chance for one second for the other guy so it's like you know let's do let's do connor Poirier again that would be fun i don't know i don't know enough about ufc to really talk about it i'm just really glad i didn't place the bet that i was gonna place because i would have lost and it would have been sad but i mean it's like you know, what are you going to do? Guy got better. You know, he took it like a man. The, the the pinnacle of sportsmanship. You can't do it better than that. What a classy loss. It's what we love to see. And uh, also, just a side note, on episode 43, my previous episode, you know, predicted, obviously, the Super Bowl. I'm going Bucks. And, uh, you know, Tom Brady's 43. Coincidence? I think not. Just another thing puts Brady over the edge. (laughs) Look, we've all heard the stats. He's one win away from being second all-time in NFC playoff wins. I mean, he's only played the NFC in the playoffs nine times. Well, until this year, obviously. Three more. Uh, so yeah, it's just absolute chaos. All the stats are insane. As many NFC titles as Drew Brees and Aaron Rodgers, just all those things. I'm just really hyped for the game. I'm doing a two TV setup. Gonna enjoy Tom Segura and Burt Kreischer's live stream. And, uh, gonna make a whole event of it. Gonna get a little keg, party it up. Listen to my recs on that on last week's episode. Uh, that's really all I got. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to occupy 
Wall Street again, but we're going to do it for real this time. We're going to burn it all down. And we're going to bring back Blockbuster. And everything's going to be fun again. <laughs> That's my uh, prediction. Got to close every week with a prediction now, I guess. I don't know. I'm excited for the Super Bowl. Uh, we'll talk after that. I may be very sad. I, uh, when the Patriots lost the Super Bowl... Uh, the first two times to the Giants, both times, I believe, I didn't go to school the next day. I was like, I- I'm too defeated for this. Let alone when the Bears lost. Like, don't even get me started on what that was like. <laughs> Here's the thing. When you're 11 years old, it's hard to be like, oh my god, I can't believe that th- I get to experience this in this moment. You're just like, hell yeah, my team's in the Super Bowl? Like, what a crazy thing. And they absolutely deserve to be there in spite of the offense, which was atrocious. And it just rips your heart. And you and you hear everybody saying, like, they don't really have a chance. And it's like, if Devin Hester can do make something happen, that's how they'll win. And he does it. And he does it. And it just gets yanked out right from under you. And you don't know why. And it stings. And they the defense played like shit. I don't know what the fuck happened. They just blew that game plan completely. Anyway, the point is, you just don't realize how monumentous it is. And you're just like, oh, sick. I'm going to get to see, you know, the Bears are going to win. Cool. This will happen again. Then realize it will never happen again. It's terrible. And that's how we're going to close it out. Smart Bear Sadness. Uh, they're probably going to trade for somebody, hopefully. And uh, it'll probably give up too much, and then we'll be upset with that. And uh, you can just never really win. So take that positivity with you all the way to the bank, all the way to the stock house, whatever the fuck they're called. I don't really give a shit. It's time for me to get out of here. But before I do, just want to remind you that I are fat, you are fat, we are fat. Calculator.